0: Hello, this is Pastor John Willingham of Doralstown Presbyterian Church. It's clear these days, it's tough to make time. Schedules quickly become busy and calendars suddenly become full. To that end, DPC is excited to now offer this podcast channel, which will allow you to hear a recording of Sunday's sermon from that day's preacher. Whether you listen while taking an evening stroll, driving to and from the grocery store, or anytime you get a free couple of minutes, We hope it can allow for reflection and spiritual growth during your week. We also invite you to visit www.dtownpc.org to learn more about our church, our various ministries and online giving opportunities. Thank you for tuning in.
1: So today, as we reach the end of the church year with Christ the King Sunday, We know that next week Advent begins, a new church calendar, and each year we are invited to ponder this theme of Jesus as king, Christ the king. We are invited to ponder Jesus' earthly incarnation with his eternal vocation as the king who was, the king who is and the king who is to come. Now kings and kingdoms are often uh, part of fable and storytelling, but uh, not certainly not part of our de- democratic life here in the United States. After all, our country was established in rebellion to a king, a king whose demands we re- rejected. So it would be fair to say that as uh, Americans, Uh, kingdoms and kings and queens and royalty is not some of our DNA. And we tend to be um, a little suspicious and a little standoffish from uh, this divine right that is claimed by some leaders around the world. You know of the times when Representatives from our country, our president, our first lady, some of our ambassadors are called before the various kingdoms of this world. And the question is always will they curtsy? Will they bow? Will they show deference to a king? So it is understandable to be a little uneasy with this um, image, this idea, this teaching of Jesus as a king, as God, as a ruler, the king of kings. The book of Daniel, the book of Revelation, and many the book of Psalms uh, weave this idea of the kingship of the Lord Almighty, the one who is above all, who is the king of all nations, of all tribes, of all peoples, of all times, of all places. Each Sunday as we come to worship, with the events of our lives that of our community of our world swirling in our minds and our hearts we can be challenged to understand how does this image of Jesus as king how does this promise of his return as victorious ruler how does it affect what I'm dealing with, what you're dealing with today, here in the now. The theme of God the Almighty as a Messiah, King, that Jesus had come to establish a kingdom is woven throughout the text, throughout the Bible. And there is a complexity in this image, the complexity of the one who was, the eternal nature of God, of Christ in God, the eternal nature of Christ as the authority, the present understanding of Christ in human time and space, in his humanity, and the promise of the Scripture that Christ will come again and this time come as the King, as the one who will reign and who will be make all nations and all peoples subject. To his rule. There is a completeness in this understanding of all time and eternity, of all space, of all things being under the lordship and the ruler, the ruling of God and Christ the King. But it is often difficult to integrate into where we are right now, in this place, in this time. It's very interesting that when Jesus was on earth, he never claimed the kingship, a kingship for himself. Rather, he talked of the kingdom and what did it mean to be part of that kingdom? Now, if we take a few minutes to reflect on the reading from the book of Daniel, you remember that during the spring and summer, we did a series on Daniel on the first six chapters And our reading today is from the seventh chapter. And this is where the book of Daniel becomes what I might say is a little daunting. Recently, there was another church in the area that was doing a a study on the book of Daniel. And on the banner outside of their church, they proclaimed, Daniel, understanding biblical prophecy. Now, I grew up in in a tradition where Daniel was... Uh, analyzed and that there were teachings and charts and uh, identification of all of the mysterious creatures and symbols that are in the book of Daniel and how they would relate to earthly nations, to earthly kingdoms, and how Daniel would be a key to us unknowing and understanding when Christ would come back as the king of all kings. And there may be occasions for that and interpretations of that that might be helpful. But I want to say in my understanding of Daniel, maybe the Daniel for dummies edition, is that Daniel's visions and vision is about the one eternal kingdom, the one kingdom that will be forever. And with all of the symbols and all of the uh, scary and frightening beasts and things that are happening in the book of Daniel and even in the book of, of Revelation, the central theme is that there is one eternal power, one divine source. There is one ancient of days. There is one that will rule and does rule over all. What's unique about Daniel is that nowhere else in the Old Testament is there a vision of this heavenly throne room where a human being is part of the the vision. And so in Daniel, Daniel says that one like a human being is given the throne and given dominion. This vision of of Daniel's was disturbing to him. If we read a few verses forward in the book, uh, in the chapter seven, Daniel says that he was terrified by this vision and that he needed help in understanding its interpretation. It was daunting to Daniel as well. This vision of the Almighty surrounded by thousands, 10,000s and thousands of individuals, and for the one who came and was given dominion over all the earth. And then we flip to Revelation. Again, another book which uh, many people are afraid to read or don't like or is used in ways to try to predict the future, the future of our nation, the future of other nations, uh, a book that in in many ways is uh, used to frighten some people. but the revelation of John is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And in that first chapter, John gives us an amazing glimpse. He opens the book with this revelation of this throne room in which Christ comes and there is the blessing of God Almighty on Christ the King, but also on us. So listen to these words as John begins. John begins with a word of grace. He says, grace and peace to you, the readers, the listeners, to us. Grace and peace from the heavenly throne room. This king is bestowing favor on us. The one who has dominion over all offers us grace and peace. And John tells us that the one who is offering this grace and peace is Jesus Christ. And he calls him the faithful witness. The one who came to humanity and bore witness through his words, through his deeds, through his life, through his death, and through his resurrection to the very heart of God. This Jesus who is on the throne is also the firstborn of the dead, the authority to speak to humanity whose very fate is death. Jesus on the throne has conquered death and has conquered our fears for, John says, that He sends us grace and peace and sends us love and has freed us from the bondage of sin and death. This King Jesus loves us, loves us, and has freed us from the bondage of sin and death. In in addition, John tells us in these few verses that The one who is and the one who was and the one who is to come has made a kingdom and that we are part of it. We are part of this community of the beloved and we are to live out our lives serving this king as priests, as intercessors, as ones who offer worship and prayer and adoration that we are invited as the beloved of the king to live to the glory of God. What a vision. What a challenge. Think with me for a minute about the thread of kingship that was woven through Jesus' life. At his birth, wise men, wise kings, wise rulers from the east traveled to find Who is this king of the Jews that has been born? The birth, the news of this birth of a king of the Jews when it was given to King Herod caused the entire city of Jerusalem to tremble because they knew of Herod's power and jealousy. And that was borne out very sadly in Herod's degree that children, boys born under the age of two, were to be slaughtered, because there was a king that could be a threat to him. During Jesus' lifetimes, crowds followed him and wanted to make him their king. And the text tells us that he slipped away, that he eluded them, that he would not permit them to make him their king. And of course, we know when he was brought before Pilate, the accusation was, that he was claiming to be a king, that he was claiming to be a rival of the Roman authorities. And even in the epitaph upon, across, uh, on the top of the cross, Pilate wrote with irony and some sarcasm, proclaiming that Jesus was the king of the Jews. And yet Jesus never proclaimed himself a king, but always talked about his kingdom. So when confronted with the question, are you the one to bring the kingdom of God into this world? Are you the one to bring about the kingdom of God? Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Jesus taught that his kingdom was not about power, but about service. Jesus' kingdom was not about control, it was about compassion. Jesus' kingdom was not about hierarchy and privilege, but about loving each other as brothers and sisters of the king. And so the scripture invites us continually to ask, who is this king? Who is this king of glory, the Lord, strong and mighty? And the question is, what does that mean for me today? How do these visions of Daniel and Revelation impact how I live in this confusing and conflicting world? How does being reminded that Christ is the king impact how I'm going to deal with my fears, my needs, my worries, my here, my now, my future? We who are citizens of the kingdom of God, are to remember that Jesus is in control now, not in the future, some future time when Jesus will return, not just in the past as Jesus walked the earth, but now, that we worship this Jesus, the king, who invites us to be bold, to be bold as beloved citizens of this eternal kingdom bold to pray as he taught us that the kingdom would come as it is in heaven bold to love not just those who love us but even our enemies as well this king invites us to be bold to serve to serve and live our lives in such a way that we live with compassion And grace and mercy to live as stewards of all that God has given us and to be stewards of the beautiful earth that God has given us as citizens of this kingdom we are invited to trust that when the ways ahead are dark and we don't know what will come next or what challenges that we face We can trust that we have a king who is working in us and through us and for us for God's and the kingdom's purposes, good purposes. We are invited as citizens of this kingdom to forgive our debts and our debtors. We are to live honest about who we are in our frailties and our failings. We are to speak up for truth and to seek justice. We are invited as the children of the king to live in a victory over the, over the lives that we live day in and day out, placing our trust in a God who loves us, in a king who came to show us what it means. To be a servant in a king who gave himself for us. Jesus said that the kingdom is like a lost coin that is sought with great intensity, or the kingdom is like a seed that will grow into an abundant tree or bush and that will be a blessing to many. And so we are invited to discover more and more of this kingdom and this king. We wait for the completion of the kingdom work, but we wait knowing that our king is our King Papa, the one who loves us, and the one who is with us, and the one who gives us strength. May it be so, amen.
0: Thank you for joining us on your journey of faith. Don't forget to check out www.dtownpc.org to explore all the ways DPC strives to be a bridge for Christ and a beacon of His love.